0: Welcome to the Fish Nerds. This show about fish, fishing, and eating fish. That's always interesting, usually funny, and mostly true. I'm amazing James, and I'm Fish Guy Josh, and And we we are F F and West. West. And And now here here are the the nerds.
1: Nerds. I'm Clay.
0: And I'm Fish Guy Josh, one half of F and West, and I drive a freaking aquarium. <laughs>
1: drive a freaking aquarium, freaking a man. I I love <laughs> that you drive an aquarium.
0: <laughs> it's a great tagline on my Instagram page.
1: I bet it is. I know every time I see the picture of your your uh, mobile fish exhibit, I think we need one on the East Coast.
0: Oh, I hear you. It's it's a really awesome program. I I love doing it. It's my my job is I. James does a, a lot with the entire program of mobile education uh, here at the Park District, but I basically focus on collecting fish, like baseball cards, and driving them around to the schools. It's pretty fantastic.
1: It, it really is fantastic. So just kind of to, to refer back, for those who don't know, uh, Fish Guy Josh works at, where do you work? East Bay Regional Park District?
0: Uh, I also work for East Bay Regional Park District, and my supervisor is the Amazing James.
1: The Amazing James, who wants desperately to be called Ranger James, but he will never get it. You don't pick your own names <laughs> in this business. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so if you ever see him, no matter what, no matter how he's dressed, the Amazing James. <laughs> uh, and you guys and you guys are part of our Fish Nerds team, the f and West. We've now, I was doing some math, Josh. We have a team now of 18 people working on the podcast. Wow! Yeah, all part of the eighteen, part of the secret society of fish nerds, which a very elite few people get to be part of.
0: <laughs> I'm I'm very proud.
1: <laughs> you should be. You should. Be. <laughs> well, hey, we're here to talk about fish and fishing and eating fish and all things fish. Uh, and you've recently had a terrible, terrible, terrible carp fishing incident. Do you want to share that with us?
0: Oh my gosh! It was the I I'm dubbing it the best worst fishing day ever.
1: Carper, um,
0: <laughs> the the quick backstory is that earlier this year, um, I befriended a new fishing buddy, and he happens to be from England. So i right. really By the been way, getting-
1: by the way uh, I'm going to warn you against making friends from England. If you can avoid it at all costs, that's my recommendation. <laughs>
0: yeah this might be my one and only one we'll i'll see. tell you I'll tell you yeah.
1: off air sometime about how uh, making friends in England got me in jail once so that's <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: I wouldn't be surprised i definitely i i watch exactly how much I do with this guy to be perfectly be very honest
1: very careful <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, well he um he had been sort of showing me uh, a lot of the european techniques for carp fishing i've really been getting into it and that's sort of been one of my fishing quests now, the this year Euro-
1: european technique is a lot of sleeping right i've seen the tents they sell they have these, these big giant tents. oh my online, gosh yeah it's, like, it's a are, lot of waiting it looks like camping
0: yeah <laughs> but a lot of um you know a lot of the anglers uh, fish nerds will know it's uh you know ha- using hair rigs um Bolt rigs, waggle fishing with those weird kind of long floats that they like to use. Yep. It's It's been a lot of fun.
1: Using the, do you um, use the I, method at all?
0: Yeah, um, I, I do use a method weight I've been messing around with. Um, all kind of stuff that he's been showing me. It's been, it's been really fun to kind of collect some new gear and learn basically like a whole new type of fishing. Um, it's a little boring sometimes because you really have to wait a while for carp, but um, once it's on, and you have the carp on the line. It's it's great. You, but know, I, you
1: know, carp fishing would be a great thing to do while podcasting. Oh, it's so while you're waiting for fish, you just fill around with technology. It's, it's an excellent <laughs> idea. I think you need to start up a carp fishing podcast.
0: Yeah, I think that would be good. A carp um, waiting
1: podcast. <laughs> a carp cast? You could call it waiting for carp.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think think Sometimes it's been a long time. Yeah. <laughs> well we uh
0: so i've been I've been uh kind of getting the carp fishing down at one of my local reservoirs here, and um another reservoir is celebrating its fiftieth anniversary, so they're doing a carp derby to celebrate there's some really cool prizes, so I thought all right i 'm going to definitely try my hand at fishing for carp here and I've struck out a couple times no is this the so common far,
1: is this common carp or grass carp or Asian carp what is it you're fishing
0: for? um This is just commons that's all we really have here um save for like a few mirror carp, which are just commons with a scale mutation. Right. This really um, cool lake's loaded with some big ones. And uh, I showed up last night, um, set my spot up. It was perfect. I got there right around. I was a little late. I wanted to be there a little earlier, but um, I noticed carp tailing popping out of the water. I thought, oh, this is perfect. Like, I really think I might land a carp for the derby here. Um, and I set up i got my both lines in my water in the water and um just a little while later boom one of my one, one of my lines starts screaming grab it and i can feel right away it's a catfish um just fishing for carp a lot lately i really get the feel of the two different fish on the line so i reel that one in and about as soon as i'm about to take out the hook um i'm fishing two rods so my other rod starts winding too oh
1: i'd be and so happy. Uh, i would just be i would, oh, I, would I would just cry was, right there
0: I was very excited. So, I, so I, uh, I reel that one in. I have to like, throw the, the other channel cat into the bushes nearby <laughs> so it doesn't flop back in the water.
1: Right.
0: And reel in the other fish, and uh, I feel that it's another catfish. And so I get him in, unhook both fish, throw them back in the water, set my lines back up again. And this time around, one of the lines starts, uh, starts winding again. I'm like, all right, another fish. I grab it instantly. I can feel the bounce. I just know it's another channel cat. But while I'm about halfway into landing the fish, the other rod goes off.
1: And so now
0: (laughs) I have one rod between my thighs Uh holding the first fish, which I know is a catfish. And I have my second rod now. And I'm reeling that one in. And I can feel that it's a catfish, too. So I have to manage to land both fish at the same time
1: are you by um, yourself and
0: this, yeah i'm totally by myself I, I had invited james i didn't know if he was going to show it and he had he had called and said he wasn't going to make it so i'm there like try, trying to land two fish at the same time with two rods um it was hilarious but like you said it was just i was just having a ball
1: oh, yeah, um it's perfect
0: and the, there was one point where right after that, I threw my first line, got my line. Because with the, with the hair rigs for the carp and, and using the baiting needle to put the corn on, it's kind of a hassle, so it takes a little while.
1: Yeah, let me just, uh, for those who don't know what a hair rig is, it's like a number six octopus hook with a fishing string coming off it where you string a couple of cor- uh, curls of corn above the hook. So the hook doesn't have any bait on it at all, but there's a piece of string dangling off the end of the hook with, with bait. Is that right?
0: Yeah, the, the theory is that the carp um, take in the bait and don't initially sense the hook.
1: Yeah, they say carp are hook ate. shy, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. and then um, the second benefit to the hair rig is that once the carp do feel your weight on the line and make a break for it, um, having the hook set back behind the bait um, makes the hooking really easy. Uh, so it goes in deep but right there on the edge of the mouth so it's removable um, and it doesn't harm the fish because in England they're really all about preserving the carp that they catch and they don't want a foul hook or anything. Right.
1: Now, have you ever caught a hook using that method?
0: Caught a hook I mean, using caught, that method?
1: Caught a uh, carp. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm drinking oh. whiskey tonight. Um, can't <laughs> <you care? laughs> um, I
0: have... Um, I have caught several carp on the hair rigs and now obviously several channel cats on the hair rigs. And it does exactly what they say it does as far as hooking position. It's amazing. It's just right there on the edge of the lip every single time. I, I, I'm, I'm really, I, I was really kind of doubting how well this would work for me, but I, it, was, it was pretty amazing to see it in
1: action. That's fantastic. So, so you caught all these big channel cats.
0: Like yeah, I ended, uh, there, there was a point where I threw my rod out and with with the bolt rig I was using you throw the line out, you get tension on it and then you set your line to free spool so that if a big carp takes it off the rod holder you don't lose your line. It took about 3 seconds to from when the 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 lure hit the ground or hit the water it and hit the uh free spool and i instantly had another catfish on there i think i ended up getting 10 fish in a little over two hours
1: are you kidding i would just not even care about carp one bit anymore
0: <laughs> well the problem is you only win the trawling motor prize if <laughs> if you turn into carp so i'm really frustrated
2: about that yeah
0: i was frustrated about that but it was it had to be it was some of the the best fishing i've had in a long time it was amazing and and it's it was perfect because it really got me geared up because i'm going to go to um lake cuyamaca in san diego this weekend i'm going to take a four-day weekend and we're just going fish for big uh, they have really big brown bullheads there Mm. so um you know it kind of got me warmed up and and got my blood flowing so i'm I'm ready to hit the water this weekend and uh i guess continue my catfishing well, that's worry about the carp when I get back.
1: That's really cool. Now we—I've done all those carp techniques, the method, the hair rigs, no luck whatsoever, <laughs> none. I went out with with carp people like who are just expert carp fishermen, and nothing. And we went where carp lived, and we—you know, I good. I
0: I went. Um, I initially went carp fishing. I was looking for tench, which I've posted on my Instagram page before, and that's another European fish, kind of carp-like, and um. There's a lake near here. It's about an hour's drive that that has, has some in it. And I went by myself and I caught one uh, for, after hours of fishing. But when I took my um, English friend with me and he showed me all these methods, I walked away with five versus my one. So ever since then, I've definitely paid attention to what he said. and And, and once I really started learning about the cart movement and location, that's when like things really paid off. Because I, 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 I hear you. Initially, I was just striking out. And then when I finally had a good day and saw that it wasn't the gear, it was my like location, then it, then it really started paying off for me.
1: Well, it's almost always location. If the fish are there, you're probably going to catch them. Now, so I did all these techniques, stuff, same as you. And I went with an expert. And then I went by myself. And I set up. <laughs> all I had was a number six octopus hook on a trout rod. Yeah, that's it, and a ball and one slice of Wonder Bread, and I balled it up with some vanilla extract in it, and smushed it on a hook, threw it in the water, and then five minutes later, I had like a eleven pound carp. Nice. And that was it. I caught on six pound test. Took my pictures. We had to eat the carp because it's part of our quest. And uh, that was oh, cool. okay, yeah, easy. And uh, by the way, I've never I, caught another carp. <laughs> it was my only. I'm one definitely ever. gonna try that.
0: Um, that, that's another method that the, my English buddy told me with the bread just on the hook.
1: Oh yeah. And, hard. uh, like really, really doughy, doughy white, white bread. Yeah.
0: Okay. I'm going to try that because I, I saw the carp popping up out the water and I think if I just kind of sneak over there and use my long carp rod to throw that bread right by him, I think I can
1: grab him. So. Yeah. Now I have a friend who fishes for carp and he uses, um, his name is Dominic and he, he uses, um, corn that he infuses with, with uh, pineapple vodka. So he does the hair hmm. rig on the end of a method. Uh, method is a flat sinker with chum around it, and uh, hair rig on the end of that with, <laughs> with with uh, infused um, corn. And that's his carp technique. That's his. He swears that's the best.
0: Yeah, my my chum lately. Well, you're not supposed to chum in California, so you use a PVA bag or a method, and you have to make sure that the hook is attached to the dough ball so that you're not technically chumming you're you're hooked into the bait wow um and so instead of the flat method i have one that's got a lot of grooves in it so it holds the pack bait well and the one that i i love using because it doesn't make my hands stink um really it smells awesome is um i do panko crust (laughs) uh, and powdered strawberry jello I've heard about and then I drain um, two cans of, you know, chickpeas or corn or whatever, Um, because if you leave it with the water, it's too wet. But you just pour that in and mix it all together and it makes this awesome strawberry pack bait that um, doesn't stain your hands. It, it, It crumbles right off. It's so I love using that stuff.
1: Can you send me that recipe? I'll put that up at fishnurs. dot com uh, with the show notes of this show, and people can go and grab okay. it and, and make it. And then they can report awesome. back. Uh, and I'm going carp fishing this weekend on Saturday. I may, I may try that. But I'm, cool. I'm, I'm not going to hair rig. Too much <laughs> effort. <laughs> I'm
0: too yeah, worried. it is. Uh, it's it's a lot of effort.
1: <laughs> it's a lot of effort. But hey, if it works, it works, and that's what we go for. Uh, and I'm glad we had this talk because I got some recent feedback on the podcast that people aren't learning anything from us anymore about how to fish. Ah, and So there's something you can take with you, so suck on that. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's really good. Uh, next, we have Jack Danos. Jack Danos is inventor of the fish call. Have you heard of this thing?
0: Um, I have heard of it mostly through you. Yeah, but uh, I'm Lu- excited here.
1: He's from Louisiana. He's practically a cousin.
0: <laughs> practically, of course.
1: I mean, everyone in Louisiana is cousins, right?
0: I think that's uh, Alabama, maybe.
1: Uh, Alabama, for sure. Yeah, uh, I checked our <laughs> I I checked our downloads and see where people are listening from, and nobody. In Alabama, listens to our show, so we can make fun of that state okay. at will. For now, all right. As soon as they start, we're gonna we're gonna tone it down a little bit. But anyway, zip it. Yeah. Uh, Jack is from from uh, the Fish Call. He uh, he's a teenager, uh, and he was on the show last year, kind of presenting it when yeah, an actor, and he had right. a successful campaign and he won. And he this past Friday night was on Shark Tank sweet and so we're going to hear all about his adventures in shark tank i'm not going to push too much into the fish call and what it is and what it does because we already have that show and you can go yeah. to fishnerds.com and listen to that show whenever you want to but i really want to hear about his adventures in shark tank how do you get on shark tank and what happened so
0: here, yeah definitely we, we have the product let's hear the story let's definitely. hear the
1: story and plus you know next on shark tank should be the fish nerds podcast which they would never invest in because I've already done it and it's a loser. <laughs> <laughs> so here's Jack Danos. So we're hanging out here with Jack Danos, creator, inventor of the fish call, now by Tactibite. We're going to find out what that means in a second. Jack was on the show last summer. When he was uh, winning his Kickstarter campaign, and last week he was on Shark Tanks, and he won. So, Jack, welcome to the show. <laughs> hey, how's it going? Hey, good. And it's just me tonight, just just the two of us. So, Jack, I want to. Can you take us through the whole thing? First of all, r- briefly, what is the Fish Call by Tactibite?
2: So basically, it's an electronic fish attractor, uh, and it helps you catch more fish.
1: That's it. Simple. It's like a, like a big bobber that puts a pulse of the noise out. My favorite sound I read about was the uh, scared shrimp sound. I like that one the best.:
2: Yeah, a lot of people like that one.
1: I think the name of it really sells it. So, but I really want to hear about uh, the, uh, the shark Tank episode. First of all, how does one get on a shark tank?:
2: I'll tell you, it's a long process. Um, I mean, basically, you start by applying for the show. You can either send an email uh, to them with, you know, just kind of some info about yourself. And your product, or some people attend open casting calls where you get a minute to pitch your product uh, to one of the producers I believe it is oh my God. and uh, we we just sent an email we didn 't go to the casting calls although we have we have talked to people who have gone to the casting calls and gotten on the show, so that certainly can work as well
1: that's that's amazing and do you, it, it must be like a huge amount of competition to get on the show so Tell me what it was like when you finally got picked and you got word on that you were cast.
2: Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's great, but it's, I mean, honestly, you never really know uh, what's going to happen because, so first, you there are several cuts. I mean, 40,000 people apply for this show every Jeez. year, and they only air about 120 of them. So, you know, it's a big cut-down process, and every step of the way is, is another cut, so... You know, when you finally find out that you're airing, it's great, but there's still the, well, you, I'm sorry, when you finally find out that you're filming, it's great, but you still may not air. You know, they, they uh, you know, so it's, until you see yourself on TV, you really don't know if you're going to air or not. Cause, you know, you could always get preempted or anything like that. They could move you, they could cancel you at the last minute. So it's, you know, we didn't know if it was going to happen or not until we actually... You know, saw ourselves walk out there on TV.
1: What was it like, like rehearsing? Did you have to like work with producers on your pitch, or did you already have that down before you walked in the door?
2: Pitch we had down uh, the first, which is the first probably minute and a half. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you say I'm Jack and I'm Jeff, and you know, our product is attacked by fish call. All that we had down, but the rest of it is totally real. Uh, it's it's unscripted. It's uh, you walk in there and. The cameras are rolling until you walk out. There's no, oh, wait, let me say that again. You know, I I didn't mean to say that that like that. You know, it's all, it's real.
1: That's that's remarkable. And so good. And it must have felt so good to get the offer at the end. Now, I thought Damon John was going to make the offer and you were going to go with him. Why didn't you take his offer?
2: You know, well, his offer was uh, for twice the equity. Oh, so, so he was taking more of your
1: than company. Than
2: Robert was. Yeah, he wanted, he wanted 20%. And Robert offered us the same amount of money for 10%. So, I mean, the choice was pretty clear with that.
1: Oh, that's amazing. Now, um, now, does Robert fish?
2: Robert, I think he does fish a little bit. Um, you know, I know that Damon is more of an added fisherman, mm-hmm. uh, but we are hoping to get out on a fishing trip with Robert at some point. Uh,
1: now, does the whole thing kind of blow your mind a little bit?
2: What do you mean?
1: Like the fact that you took this product, you're 17 years old, from conception to shark tank, which in theory... Means huge success. What does that feel? like? Yeah,
2: it, it it's amazing. Uh, you know, it, it, it's incredible. Uh, you know, I I certainly did not expect it. Obviously, it was something that we were we were hoping for and kind of you know aiming towards. But you know, and what what are the chances that you know we're going to make something that first of all we can have we can catch fish with? Then somebody you know the go, the cool thing about it is we sell it you know. Our customers are, are catching fish with it. they're leaving great reviews and then we go on Shark Tank and they like it too you know so to, and we get a deal so you know that just that whole thing is, is just it's incredible it, uh, it's an in, it's incredible process
1: I mean congratulations on your success and, and tell me what's it been like um, I want to say we're at school but you're homeschooled so what's it been like uh, walking around the halls of your home <laughs> since uh, winning shark Tank?
2: <laughs> you know? Uh, I've been I've been kind of in the office a lot. I haven't gotten out much. We've uh, we got a lot of orders to fulfill. Uh-huh. Um, but <laughs> I will tell you that it's. You know, I was eating lunch today at a restaurant, and the uh, like the manager of the restaurant came over. And was like, "You were on that show, weren't you?" I was like, "Yeah, yeah, I was." No, uh, did he buy you lunch? No. Oh, no. screw him. Uh, we had already bought lunch. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, it's uh, so cool. You know, it's funny. To, Yesterday, my dad was—he was catching a flight, and the the Southwest uh, attendant stopped him. and was like, "Can I take a picture with you? I saw you on that show." And, but then she wanted to know where I was because I wasn't with him. So <laughs> that oh, was man. funny
1: because you're because you're kind of the famous one of the two.
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> we were both on TV, so
1: it's it's a pretty big deal. Um, and I saw you posting pictures up online of the big party at your house. So your family must be really proud of you.
2: They are. It's it's great. Um. You know, it's, it's, a, uh, it's cool because the whole family does work on the business. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, my older brother fulfills our orders. My mom's our CPA. and you know, my younger brother helps out with our marketing and stuff like that. So it's, it's really cool to see and for it all to come together.
1: That's cool. Now, are you the favorite son now?
2: I don't know, but they don't really pick favorite.
1: No, that, they're not telling you, but you are. So on Shark Tank, you win. Do you sell a ton of product over the weekend?
2: Yeah, you know, it's been great. We saw a huge spike um, in in traffic on our site. Uh, you know, I looked one time and we had, on Friday night, we had like 5,000 people on our site at once, uh, you know, that just in that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it, it definitely peaked uh, Friday night and, you know, go leading, going into Saturday morning and then you know, it stayed strong Saturday. Now it's kind of on the decline. Of course. Um, you know, we we have less, but it's still, we're still doing great. It, it's been great.
1: Oh, well, congratulations. Really cool. What's the next big thing? Uh, I can't tell
2: you that. <laughs> Top secret stuff, huh? It is.
1: And what is Tactibite?
2: So Tactibite's our company name, uh, you know, our brand name. So I know that we started out originally with just the fish call, uh, and then we moved to the fish call by Tactibite. But, you know now everything is just tacttobite fish call, so that's what we're going with now,
1: and that we can um, diversify yeah. and sell more things.
2: yeah, not that there's anybody else with the fish call, but yeah, exactly, so in case we want to sell the tacttobite you know bass lures or whatever it is, um, you know we can kind of build off that brand
1: oh it's it's amazing. listen, I'm gonna let you go because my connection's kind of funky, but Jack, thank you so much for coming on the show. Where can people buy the, the fish call by Tactobite?
2: Uh, On our website, which is that's just T-H-E fishcall.com, and then we have also got a phone number on there if you'd want to call in and order instead of placing it online. And we are in a few retail stores, a few smaller ones, uh, so we've got a page on our site where you can check those out if you've got one in your area. Okay,
1: and we'll put a link on fishnurse.com and a link to Jack's uh, interview from last summer, Uh, Jack, thank you so much, and congratulations.
2: Thank you. Thank you.
1: Okay, Fish Guy Josh, Uh, this month, month of October, we are having a special promotion to um, raise money for the National Breast Cancer Foundation. Have you heard this? Love it. Love it. Yeah. So we were trying to think, you know, for years, the fishers do this stuff, and we try to think, what can we do? That's bigger than us. And what's bigger than boobs? Nothing, right? <laughs> so we have a friend named uh, Lindsay who, if you listened to last week's show, uh, she had breast cancer at 27 years old. Mm. And, and thanks to early detection, she was able to get you know, pretty much cured and she's going to have a good long life ahead of her. And so we decided in awesome. October to go pink uh, for breast cancer awareness. And do a little fundraising for the National Breast Cancer Foundation. So if you go to our Facebook page and click on the event tab, there is a... I am here right now. You're there now, and you see a big pink Fish Nerds logo. And there will be, there isn't currently, but there will be a link there to the Breast Cancer Foundation um, website to a team page. Make a donation there, and you get entered to win fabulous Fish Nerds prizes we have pink, what
0: kind of prizes are we talking about
1: funny you should ask we have pink fish nerds hats we uh line cutters rings who will be on uh the line cutters are these rings you wear that cut your fishing line in fact they're gonna be on next week's show um
0: oh like a ring like a ring you wear on your finger yeah
1: you take your wedding ring off put your fishing ring on and you go fishing nice yeah there's there's crazy cool ring um so we'll give us some of those away that are pink also because pink's the theme uh, MainTunaFishing.com, a uh, shark and tuna fishing uh, friends of ours out of uh, Maine. Some hoodies will be given away. And the grand prize Sweet. the grand prize, uh, will, will be a guided ice fishing trip with licensed fishing guide and chief executive fish nerd, Clay Groves. That's me. I know. Can you awesome. imagine? It's a value of
0: $300. Fantastic.
1: <laughs> or if you're fishing with me, I... if you know me, it's a value of $12. <laughs> <laughs> Does not include uh, oh, lodging or air. Oh air. come now! Yeah, <laughs> you have to get yourself to New Hampshire, though. I can't help you with those things unless anyone wants to donate those prizes, we'll take them.
0: Yeah, if if I win, I might have to, I might have to donate. Yeah,
1: and I've decided to do two more things. If you share a picture of you catching a fish with something pink, either a fish, pink bait, or you're wearing pink clothing, I will. Mm. And you make a donation, I will double your name. So I'll put your name in the hat twice. Nice.
0: Well, I might have to make sure I have something pink this weekend.
1: Well, it gets even better than that, because if you are a Patreon supporter, which I know you are, Josh, uh, you are already entered into this drawing, because I am going to give 50% of our Patreon funds for the month of uh, October to the uh, National Breast Cancer Foundation, and any new donors, I'm giving 100% of their first donation to Uh, the Foundation. So we're giving away our only income stream for one month (laughs) to this and you also get to still be entered to the contest. You can either donate directly to the Foundation or you can donate through the Fish Nerds on Patreon and get in. I know it's a cheap ploy to get more support, but we really need the support. So that's what it is
0: awesome that's very very noble of you my (laughs) my grandmother was affected by uh breast cancer so i i love the whole idea i love it
1: yeah it's fantastic and you know there's it's it's a funny cancer to be choosing because there's so many other cancers that we could be doing and we may if you have a cause and you want us to help with it please let us know we'll be happy to to talk about it or support you but uh the timing was right for the for us uh and we like pink so here we are um and I, don't, I I know I have friends who have suffered from this and other cancers that are curable if you just detect them early. So the idea here is get detection, detection early and then move on. So there we are. Uh, ju- this just in. We got a phone call from uh, from Maine. Our friend Richard called us, and he offered to uh, throw a little bit uh, more prize in the pile. So make a donation. Go to fishners.com. Click on the donation button. It'll bring you over to the National Breast Cancer Foundation Foundation's website. Click right through there. Make a donation. You're entered to win. And Richard has donated a fishing trip, a guided trip, in the Penobscot River in Maine. So this is awesome.
2: Hi, everyone. My name is Rich Yvonne of Twin Maple Outdoors here in north-central Maine. Just like many of you, cancer has had negative impact on our lives Today, I'm sitting here grateful for the wonderful work that the National Breast Cancer Foundation has been doing. I'm honored to donate a smallmouth bass trip on the Penobscot River. If you win, it will be my pleasure to show you a great time fishing. Thanks to Clay and MainTunaFishing.com for the opportunity to help with this awesome fundraiser. Hope to see you guys here donating and winning a trip with me, and I'd love to take you out. Thank you
1: let's talk about what fly fishermen can do while pooping (laughs) Um, um, before i even read this article this is a real thing by the way before i read this article um oh it's real it's a real thing (laughs) i'm in love with the title of it this is a real thing um fly fishermen are known to be uppity and so once in a while you'll get something that makes you remember that we are all the same we're all fishermen we all fish and uh this is from a a blog called the wade and i'll post links on on our uh, facebook page and on our com. but the article title is four things fly anglers can do while they poop i haven't read it yet so i'm going kind of blind into this and i'm gonna ask josh uh josh Uh, what do you do when you're pooping
0: <laughs> uh, I usually uh, well, it depends. You know, if it's an emergency, uh, I'm in and out as quick as I can. Yeah. If it's in a public place, of course, uh, short and sweet. And uh, yeah, you know, here at your house, relaxing. There's a reason people have magazines in their bathroom.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna tell you a quick story. I was, yeah, once, I, was I was once driving out to the Connecticut River to go um, ice fishing about three years ago during our quest to catch all the fish in New Hampshire. And it was about mm-hmm. negative 20 degrees out with like 50-mile-per-hour winds. But just – I don't know. Josh, where are you? you're from Louisiana, right?
0: Yeah, Louisiana.
1: Yeah. So you don't know the kind of cold I'm talking of. Uh, but this is the kind of cold that would, would kill most people. But I was going to go fishing <laughs> because I had time. And I'm driving out in this rural road, and there's nothing for miles, and I have to – I have to to go number two, in a in a terrible way. The kind of way where you can't wait anymore. And we come across this. I I say we. I mean, I come across <laughs> this little gas station, uh, you know, self serve gas station with an outhouse right there. Uh, yeah, you know, Portage John. And so I run in as fast as I can, and I close the door, and I'm. It's it's so cold. It, it's unbelievably cold. But it, it's an outside thing, and the wind <laughs> blows just right, and the door flies off and comes off the hinges. And so I'm sitting there on the toilet, pants down, in front of the highway, with, there's no door on the thing at all. And I'm midway through about to go fishing. And, man, I was so happy. I, was, I, was, I still completed the job. Yeah, so. And no one seemed to stop me. Blew, yeah.
0: huh? yeah, blew the doors off,
1: huh? The wind blew. It wasn't me. It was the wind. So. True story. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, so uh, but fly uh, fishermen are, are a, lot, um, a lot, you know, they're a lot classier than I am. And by the way, I am – we have a new fly fishing correspondent, Rich Collins. yeah Who submitted this article to us, and he is determined to teach me to fly fish this year. So uh, this is his article. And I am
0: – I eagerly await this, this story of right. him teaching you, that is.
1: You know, I fly fished two days ago, and I caught a yellow perch. Nice. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And I got made fun of for it, but I still got. I still. I landed a fish, so <laughs> that's a win. All right.
0: I I caught it. Damn it!
1: <laughs> Shut your pie hole. I caught a fish. All right. Uh, so number one. Well, I, uh, I
0: I will preface this and say I, I did my due diligence as a co-host, and I have read through all of these articles.
1: Excellent. You are now so
0: winning. I am... <laughs> I am ready to go.
1: All right. So, number one uh, recommendation is watch a short film. And the the question I would ask you, Josh, is what movie would you watch watch while uh, dropping a deuce? Hmm. I should say, too, my wife hates Let's the phrase see. dropping a deuce. I guess if
0: we're talking about fishing videos, which yeah. he is in this, in this um, article – I guess it would be only fitting to maybe watch some sort of video about fishing for catfish with stink bait,
1: maybe? <laughs> stink bait would be really a good choice. I would watch uh, Fishing with John. <laughs> have, have you seen Fishing with John?
0: No, I have not seen uh, Fishing I, with John. Well,
1: I recommend it. I, Google it. Google um, it. But uh, it, it's, it's really good. It's a I'm, I'm writing it down right now. Yeah, it's, it's actually a real TV show called Fishing with John. And this guy is focusing on him. John fishes with like famous people like Willem Dafoe. In fact, he killed <laughs> Willem Dafoe on an ice fishing trip once. So I recommend that if, you're, <laughs> if you've got 22 minutes to drop one. Now, yeah. Have yeah, that's also the,
0: the other thing. How long do you want to be in there?
1: Uh, well, how long do I want to be or how long am I allowed to be? So yeah, if, probably a little
0: bit of both. If you're
1: at work, you probably got 45 minutes to an hour. If you're at home and you have kids, you got eight seconds. So it all depends <laughs> on if I'm getting paid to do it or not. If I'm getting paid, uh, it's an hour. <laughs> so, uh, so those are recommendations. Those are both very good recommendations. I like the stink bait uh, concept. Uh, <laughs> thing number two you can tie flies. Do you, do you tie flies?
0: Um, I do not tie flies. I would like to, I, uh, the most interesting part of fly fishing to me actually is tying the flies me too. and, um, it's one of those things that I just haven't got around to trying yet, but I do, you know, it's sort of on the short list of hobbies I'd like to give a try to. I don't know about fl- tying them in the bathroom.
1: Well, there's, you know, there's so but, much can uh, we'll go see. wrong. So much can go wrong. But if you need hackle, you're there. <laughs> <laughs> It was just disgusting. I'm gonna move past this. <laughs> <laughs> he he
0: he did say in in the article that the this one is the most um inventive of his four things that he that he wrote down. And uh he mentions different ways you can uh utilize like the folding bathroom mirror to hold your vice That's and true. things like that. I, I think if you maybe found an old dentist chair on (laughs) Craigslist or something, I think you can relax a finger.
1: Yeah, that would work great. Um, Wait, now, would you convert that dentist chair into a toilet? I don't understand.
0: No, I think you would. I think your best bet is to utilize all those extendable uh, arm tables that fold off of the dentist chair to hold the tools and equipment. And then somehow mount that to either your cabinet next to your toilet or something like that, I think.
1: Okay, I was imagining a whole new design for just a more comfortable... When you know, I read like it, throw. I definitely had... I,
0: I thought, okay. <laughs>
1: you can just picture all these just like <laughs> accoutrements just coming in on these swing arms. I mean, if you want to go
0: all out. Yeah. 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 You never know. You never know. I'd start just at a desk first before I try flying flies in the yeah. toilet.
1: I would say be be level expert before you, fly. yeah, on the fly. It's it's that's too much. It's too much. Number yeah, three. there's a lot of
0: he, he mentions a lot of funny things about watching where you drop hooks and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah he's right. I'll, I'll wait till I master it.
1: Yeah, exactly. I I I don't see flying ties in the toilet to be a thing unless I'm in a real hurry. So I have I have tied one fly that's caught fish. So, so I, I have I have gone from zero to fishing. But it was it wasn't really tying a fly so much as as tying a piece of green string to a hook. But it worked. Yeah. <laughs> Best fly ever. <laughs> Number three, learn a new skill. Learn a new skill. Alright, let's see. Like I mentioned before, uh I've accepted the fact that most people reading my life's work do so on the can. I'm honored. Fly fishing blogs, magazines, and books are a great way to better understand new skill before you attempt it in the field. Um so what skills would you learn would do you want to learn while um, while incapacitated? Well,
0: I think you know, reading reading what he's saying here, it, it ties into watching more videos or reading more books. Um, but if we're if we're sticking with the fish theme, I mean to be perfectly honest, I've probably learned a lot about honing my carp fishing skills um, while, while waiting to be finished, let's say.
1: Uh, you know, I've done the same thing, and I do a lot of planning from the toilet seat. <laughs> I, do a, I, I spend a lot of time on Navionics while I'm in the bathroom. It's not on here at all, but Navionics is a, uh, is a depth chart of, of lakes around the world, and I will just look at a lake and decide where fish might live and I'll plot out where I'm going to fish. In fact, I even go so far as to plot out fish where I don't live. So I'll pick a place in the world like Lake Placid, New York, where I've never been, and I'll look at the depth charts and decide if I was there, where would I fish? That's my favorite toilet game. (laughs) It's terribly nerdy. Plus, it keeps
0: your uh, fishing guide skills up to date, too.
1: It is, which, by the way, my fishing guide skills are about at zero. I've never guided... To this day, I'm I'm licensed, but I haven't guided yet, so I have no skills. <laughs> you know, You're should, a what, wizard. Yeah, you know what I should do is I should. <laughs> your skill. I should next time I'm on, I'm on the can, I'm going to podcast live with Luke in Australia while he's on the can, and then we'll have <laughs> toilet races and we'll see who flushes faster and it does does clockwise or counterclockwise go down Yeah, faster. there we go. Yeah, so that's, <laughs> that's what we'll do next time. Oh, hey, well, it brings us <laughs> right into the fourth thing. I guess there's only four things you can do while pooping. Uh, you can plan Fair your next fishing trip. Which I guess is what I've been talking about doing on Avionics.
0: Well, yeah. yeah. Uh, you are essentially doing number three and, oh. while doing number two.
1: I was doing number, three, number four while doing number two. So, uh, yeah. What – what? so you were talking about carp fishing while you are on the john. Uh, is there – <laughs> what other – I mean I'm trying to think. When you're planning a fishing trip, how much planning do you do versus how much just daydreaming about it do you do? Is there a difference?
0: I think it's more daydreaming than actually planning. Uh, I'm sort of a last-minute planning guy when it – like I, I just, just envision the trip for a while and then – day or two before then i'm really just focusing on packing gear but that, a lot of that's like camping and stuff like that too more than what i'm doing
1: so you think about packing while you're unpacking
0: exactly I win. <laughs> i'm i'm pa- i'm packing while unpacking and you're you're three and fouring while you're number two
1: perfect that's it I, what else can you say about that um you know, i the, the, i'm telling you the genius thing about this article is nothing in the article at all the genius of this article <laughs> is the is the title, and the shareability of it. Uh, I think we, at the fishers, yeah. need to start writing yeah, articles like that.
0: I mean, essentially, number one, number three, and number four all involve reading or audio. You know.
1: Yeah, the only and thing no, that
0: number two is essentially the the comedic lines of you know. Don't drop the hooks while tying flies on the, on the
1: toilet. Right. The only action item there, the only physical thing you do is, yeah, is tying flies. Now, I'd be way more impressed if there are all four physical things you can do, you know. So let's, let's kind of rephrase this. <laughs> let's think about three other things you can physically do that aren't watching TV and reading because we all do that while on the toilet. What are things you can actually do for fishing? I don't care if it's fly fishing or not, while mm. you're on, the, on the potty. Any ideas?
0: For fishing, huh? fishing, I guess you could. If your bathroom's big mm-hmm. enough, uh, spool a reel.
1: You can you can practice your cast. <laughs> so, Maybe so. I like your spool a reel. I like. I'm yeah. gonna practice casting. I mean, you know, you know how some people golf um, on
2: the body? Let's see.
1: You can put a you can put like a trash yeah. can across you, the room and Organize you your uh, tackle. Yeah. I've done that. <laughs>
0: Organize your tackle box.
1: Love that. So there are three real things you can do. All right. So we're going to have the same go. article and steal the title. And then, we'll, of course, we'll cite them. Unlike Snopes, <laughs> we will give them credit for the title. <laughs> Bastards. <laughs> so we're spending the next uh, few months, every show, we're going to have a Patreon supporter on the show to talk about why they support the Fish Nerds and why it's important to... To pay for your entertainment. So, um, hey, Fish Guy Josh. You're a, Patreon. You're a uh, Patreon supporter. Why do you give us your dollar?
0: <laughs> um, because I am a fish nerd. And I want to hear other fish nerds talking about fish nerdy stuff. So, long before I was a correspondent, um, I was definitely more than willing to... Pay a buck an episode to hear some entertaining guys talk about fishy stuff. So, I mean, really, in the grand scheme of things, uh, you know, we're talking what four bucks a month
1: $4. to I help keep a show that
0: you love going. Exactly, uh, I and make it, it four even bucks better
1: today on on a coffee and a, and a cookie. You know, I hear you. It's not a big deal, but to us, it's a huge deal. If everyone who listened to the show gave us four dollars a month, we would never need to have advertisers. In fact, I would prefer. Not to have advertisers. <laughs> I, I don't even know how to don't
0: do with it. Be, yeah. Don't want to be dead to anyone, right?
1: <laughs> well, I, you know, what I want to. Do? I want to be able to make fun of everybody. And one, and the fish nerds, everything is fair game. And if and if if people are paying us to support their product, we can't make fun of their product. So I'd much rather yeah. just be paid everything by our is listeners. Fair game. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Open parentheses except our
1: uh, except our sponsors. Our sponsors. Yeah. Oh, that actually, to be honest, though. We we are starting to pitch sponsors. When I say we, I mean I am starting to pitch con- uh, sponsors, and uh, my 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 deal with them is going to be: you have to accept us how we are. Like I will not <laughs> I will not edit myself for a sponsor because we have to stay true to what we what we do. And I am a terrible actor, uh, so I need to make sure that we're being <laughs> honest. <laughs> uh. Uh, moving on so anyway oh, yeah. if, you, if you want patreon support the, patreon yeah love it do it we love it and if you want to support the fish nerds go to patreon.com forward slash fish nerds and give us a freaking dollar a, a dollar that's all we're talking about <laughs> so do it do all it right. all right fish in the news loves Fish in the News. I do love Fish in the News. No, I, I love it less now. <laughs> <laughs> I love it a lot less
2: now. Uh, Alright, uh,
1: headline. Man loses head of penis in fishing accident. Not while he's on the potty, though.
2: Oh
0: my... Oh my god. <laughs> I, I... Like I said, I... I read all of these articles and, uh... This one did not sit well with me.
1: Okay, I'll mean, I'll just read it. A mass- <laughs> oh go
0: ahead.
1: Uh, oh go ahead. No, okay. A Massachusetts man may have some reservations about the Maine State slogan Vacation Land. Thomas Rule of Taunton, Massachusetts, had to prematurely end his week long trip to Lake to a lake in Maine after getting caught in a bloody mess. A freak fishing accident caused Rule to rip off the head of his penis. <laughs> I don't think I've ever said that sentence before. Rip off the head of your penis. Uh, according to Rule, he and his girlfriend <laughs> Miranda Tate were fishing when her line became entangled in the weeds and branches. And after whining, <laughs> whining and tugging, she was unsuccessful at freeing it. This is a quote. Now, she threw her pole down in a huff, demanding to leave. And in an attempt to salvage the evening, I went in after the hook. I now wish I had thought to reel in my own line, said Rule. After stripping down to my box shorts, I waded over to where the line was tangled, and I didn't notice that my line had drifted closer, and my hook was resting on the crotch of my shorts. God. I should have pre-read this article before I put it up. Getting frustrated with the tangle, uh, Rue pulled on the wrong line and felt the hook stab into the head of his penis. By the way, this is why I'm a never nude, just for the record. (laughs) As soon as you feel that, anything, you stop all action. No movement happens. Immediately. Immediately. There's no keeping tugging. There's no seeing what's going to happen next. You just freeze. So let's see what he did. I honestly thought something (laughs) bit me, like a snapping turtle or something, and I sort of yanked the line at her reflex, and it dragged the barbs deeper in, said Rule. It wasn't until I reached down that I knew what happened. After screaming and pleading with his girlfriend, who thought he was overreacting, she reluctantly entered the water to bring him his knife, and he was able to cut himself free. By the way, just as a sidebar, how long Before, I mean, like, how how do you call the newspaper after this? Like, at any point, do you think, you know what I need to do? I need some press. Like, it just doesn't happen. Like, people don't think, huh, I hurt my wang. I'm calling the newspaper.
0: The world needs to know.
1: know. (laughs) I wonder if he thinks he's, like, doing the world a favor by, like, warning them. This is his his community service is talking about his wang. (laughs)
0: So, <laughs> There's so many things wrong
1: with this, there, this article. Everything wrong with it. Uh, first of all, the fact that it exists is crazy. Coca uh, Joe is a small village past Moosehead, which, by the way, I love. Uh, Moosehead Lake in northern Maine, centered around a general store that was closed for the evening. Without cell service, a cu- the couple was unable to call for help. Carl Rogers, a gas station attendant in Greenville, Maine, was shocked when the couple sped into his parking lot, now Greenville, Maine, is on Moosehead Lake, uh, so this article is a little bit off on, on what's what here. Um, that's where I stay when I go to Moosehead. Okay. Apparently, in a panic, the guy's... There's said, a lot of off with Yeah. Apparently, in a panic, the guy's girlfriend sped towards town, and by the time they reached the, my station, the dude had gone into shock. Of course, he was in shock. I saw the new, I saw their new Prius when they pulled in, and man i never seen so much blood in my life. And it soaked right through the passenger seat, recalled 911, and they airlifted him to Bangor right out of the parking lot here. Wow. Now, at this point, if I'm a reporter, I'm done with this story. You don't need more stuff. But it goes on. Because it's your lucky day. Uh, Dr. Mark Gerard. A surgeon in Bangor Medical Center said he had never seen anything so violent happen to a man who was fishing. Right. Uh, by the way, if you have seen more violent things about fishing than this, um, you can call 607-378-FISH and leave us a voicemail and share that with us. His effort to free himself did more harm than good, and he will require plastic surgery to regain full functionality of his penis. How much we can do to restore a normal shape will really depend on what type of insurance he has do you buy special like insurance for this like what doctor would say well, like what kind of insurance do you have I'm sorry
0: Yes. God. <laughs> yeah I love that line
1: oh my god
0: uh,
2: how uh, I, my I,
1: uh, in the meantime we've warned him not <laughs> to think of anything <laughs> sexual that might excite Nobody him in the anyway. the next line. is this real I I'm starting to wonder if this is a fake article. article. It's a terrible, terrible article. Um of course we'll have a link to that article up on our, our uh at fishers dot com and you can read all about uh, about what can happen if you take your pants off and why you should never ever take your pants off again. Ever.
0: Yeah. Good good luck reading this article.
1: All right. Uh and next article, um, speaking of uh penises. Uh, coral reefs flourish <laughs> thanks to fish pee. You see, they're all related, Josh.
0: Uh, oh, I see. Yeah,
1: and I'm, by the way, I put this up for you because I know you know about this kind of stuff. Uh, getting peed on is a good thing, at least for coral reefs, <laughs> scientists have found. Uh, when fish let loose, they release phosphorus into the water, and this combined with nitrogen excreted from their gills is crucial for coral reef survival and growth according to recent studies. Do you know anything about this already?
0: I have not read about this prior to this article. Um, It was an interesting read.
1: Well, feel free to share stuff. You know more about this world than I do. You're a diver, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely love diving.
1: You definitely love diving, and so you've seen things, and I have not. So, uh, all right. (laughs) (laughs) Now, new research shows just how much this fishy waste matters. When scientists studied areas with heavy fishing, they found that almost half of the key nutrients needed to maintain a healthy reef ecosystem were missing. So, when you think of overfishing, you never think about—you never think about what happens uh, when there's less fish waste in the water. So, this is kind of a new yeah. reason to be very careful how you <laughs> overfish. I, I would, in a million years, never have come up with this.
0: No, it's it's interesting. Um, he. I, I will say that that reading the article, it's it's um, it's not the the sole reason uh, that a reef is in trouble is overfishing and now fish aren't peeing anymore.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I don't think that's uh the, the major the, the main problem. Yeah. Now can um, we help by it, just
1: peeing it, off our boats?
0: I don't. I I think that would really be based on um, how much uh, phosphorus we have in our pee and
1: how much phosphorus that, is in your pee.
0: I have no idea.
1: Well, time That's why I study fish instead yeah. of my pee. Yeah, good, good idea. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, it was interesting. He, he talked in the article about how he um, went about the study, and they put uh, fish in plastic bags mm-hmm. that they collected um, and measured the amount of phosphorus and um, nitrogen that was excreted into the water. Um, which is a, you know, it's a it's a, a a neat way to make that measurement. However, I don't know so, if the fish are over, if they're secreting more or less than they normally would. So I don't know how accurate that is. But, right. So um, let's
1: imagine you're a yeah. fish in a plastic bag. And you have to pee really bad. And you're thinking, you're swimming around in circles. You're going, oh, God, I got pee. I got <laughs> to pee. I got to pee. I got to pee. I got to pee. And you know, you know you're in a small – I got okay, I got one pint of water. I'm not going to pee in the water. I'm not going to – shoot, I got to pee, I got to pee, I got to pee, I got to pee. All right, fine, I'm going to pee. And then you pee, you're like, oh, I feel better. Oh, no, I'm swimming in pee. Ah.
0: Exactly. It's
1: terrible. I, I imagine like – like um, Exactly. Like if you're ever a prisoner like on a spaceship in a little cell with no bathroom, you go through <laughs> the same thing. Like, oh, God, I got to pee. Like exactly the same thing. Mm-hmm. I I, when I read this. All I could think about is that poor fish, um, <laughs> which is I know it, it's pee, silly. Peeing
0: in his own little pool. Yep,
1: yeah, I'm in my own pool of pee. It's like peeing in the bathtub. Great idea when you're six, yeah. but when you're <laughs> when you're when you're when you're 43, it's very bad. Or at least you don't talk about it anymore. So, uh, <laughs> but essentially, they they did all the experimentation. They found out that that pee actually adds value to the reef.
0: yeah the pee and the uh, nitrogen from our gills apparently is recycled back into the corals and um i guess the fish hiding hiding in the reef throughout the day or night depending on when they're hunting uh they're essentially says they sit there on the reef hiding in Mm pee and the pee goes back into the reef
1: (laughs) Uh, do you think there's something around going oh warm spot that's it. <laughs> I'm out
0: of here. <laughs> uh, move along.
1: Moving along now. All right. Not as much fun as the uh, other story, but there it is. So that's fish in the news. So that's it. <laughs> You've listened to a couple of fish nerds when you could have been fishing.
0: We'd like to thank our families for supporting us while we podcast, go on fishing quests, and do all sorts of silly things that fish guys do. <laughs> If you'd like to support Fish Nerds, you can go to Patreon.com and search for Fish Nerds and help us crowdfund this podcast.
1: Special thanks to Jack Danos from the Fish Call, and of course Fish Guy Josh. You can find him everywhere at Fish Guy Josh, especially YouTube. Don't miss out on that YouTube channel. Hang on, (laughs) Josh.
0: Uh until next time, follow the code of the fish nerds. Spawn early and often.
1: Avoid free lunches with strings attached.
0: And swim against the current. Every ch-
1: Every chance you get. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. That's all we need.